Welcome, everybody. Oh, my goodness. So nice to be back with you all for Adventures Weekly. We've had a, a little bit of a break, but this is show number 21. That was recapping season one, of course, in season two. We've had Ian Murray, big fella. We've had Andrew Palfrey, dog. We've had Kay Cotty. We had an Olympic special where we looked back at all of the interviews that I've done with athletes from all around the world leading into, well, wrapping up really London and then leading into Rio and of course post Rio as well and that's well aligned with today's amazing guest. I'm so very very excited to have our guest with you but in the meantime we had better get straight into our first segment which is of course sailing news in 60 seconds ish. Sailing news in 60 seconds-ish. Of course, unfortunately, it's still a, a lot of bad news, but Europe seems to, seems to be back and racing, even though they have more COVID cases than we do here in Australia at the moment. The America's Cup, we're still waiting to hear what will happen after New Zealand, unfortunately, had a rising cases. And when we talk about a rising cases in terms of New Zealand and Australia, it's a few, as in five at the moment not 5,000, as in other places in the world. The Finn Silver Cup is underway. Great to see that going very well. The Vendée Globe, we've seen uh, the 11th hour racing have successfully completed their transatlantic. They're one of few who are actually still training. But that race is still set to go ahead in November, the Vendée Globe. Oh, my goodness. Just It's, it's great to see everything that's happening. The, the Maxi Yacht Cup is set to go ahead Unfortunately, it sounds like the Note Sydney Gold Code race will, we, will be called off. I'm still waiting to hear more on that. And, of course, will we see the Rolex Sydney Hobart run? We're not sure. But without further ado, let's get on to chatting with our guest, who is none other than the medal maker, Victor Kovalenko. We're so happy to have you on the line, all the way from Sydney. How are you? Oh, I'm well. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Very nice to have you with us and I know that you've been busy this week with some of the Australian sailing team. Ah uh, yes, um, I was coaching our girls from Perth, uh, Nia and Monique, and we were lucky, very lucky to have very good wins this week. And uh, yesterday was very gusty, like hammering 25 knots, like 16 to 25, 16 to 25, westerlies in Sydney, it's always a big challenge, but it was good fun. Absolutely. I know I spoke to you on Thursday and you told me that Thursday was good and I knew that Friday would be better and I'm in Canberra or I might have come out with you yesterday because there's nothing better than a 470 in a bit of breeze in my opinion. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. When, when it's coming more than 20 knots, for 70, probably the best class to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> very dynamic, very fantastic. Lot of splashes, lot of actions, lot of picturing. Really good class. That's what. Absolutely. What is our? Where is our hearts? Are. Exactly. Now you sent me a phenomenal clip, which I think I'm going to play now, just to set the scene of exactly what a 470 looks like in Breeze, offshore from Sydney, and credit to whomever gave you this clip. It's, it was from a helicopter, I believe. Uh, yes. Mm, all right, we'll have a little bit of a look. Drones, at drones, 
we're not in the air at that time. <laughs> exactly, but this is uh, Malcolm Page and Matt Belcher, I believe, yes. on board. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Let's have a little bit of a look at just how <coughs> fantastic the 470 is and uh, why Victor loves them so much. We'll be back in just one second. <laughs> level we're going to be at the front of the fleet you know if we sail well then no one will better catch us there and sailing of course Victor you're there in that blue rib with them every single second I know that was a very special combination for you too Matt and Mal but you're now coaching Matt and Will very exciting but a tough year 2020 and given that the Olympics should have finished just last week uh, you've had to really pivot and refocus as a coach no doubt, to keep your athletes focused. Yeah, <clears throat> one more year, mm. it's quite, quite big time. Yes, mm. we, we were in Spain in March, preparing for the World Championship. Last World Championship, we hope last World Championship mm -hmm. before Olympic Games and the boys 
Matthew and William, they were in great shape, absolutely great shape, physically, technically, mentally. They were so tuned for the Wolves. Mm. And one, one day before the Wolves, regatta has been postponed and now it's been cancelled. It was a big shock for us and a lot of teams, they said that time, oh, we'll stay at Palma, we'll do training here because this is a great place now in March. And I said to boys, jump on the plane and fly back home immediately because this is serious deal. And we flew immediately and after this, in six hours after we landed, the borders were closed for Australia and people after this, they have to stay in quarantine. And we were very lucky to come back home in time. And then big virus covered Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, now we have one more year to go. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, from one hand, it's very good for our young opponents. They have one more year mm -hmm. to catch up us. Because last year was a very special year for us. It was one year before Olympic Games, and uh, we won all competitions, all top competitions in, in Europe, and three competitions in Japan on Olympic water. We won a grand finals of World Cup in Marseille. We were European champions in San Remo last year, and then we won three regattas in Japan world championship olympic test event and world cup regatta and it was big big message to our competitors mm. and but now they have one more extra year but it's fine because this extra year is also good for us we make step back and start to work on the fundamentals which we miss working before and uh, it's interesting year. I'm, I'm sure it will be interesting year because we have discovered a lot of interesting things in our preparation, in our uh, sailing, and our performance. And uh, every day bring us something new, something exciting. And uh, we have no opportunities to uh, to race against some boats because uh, in Europe. They have some competitions. They are joined by big groups and they are doing some competitions in France, in Italy. They have, <coughs> next month, they have two competitions in Italy, include their uh, open Italian championship. And we are a little bit disadvantaged, especially now. Queensland border is locked and <laughs> Will, William is still in. New South Wales and Matthew in Queensland, they cannot sail even in one boat now. And mm. This is also not, not, not really good. Yeah. But we have what we have because a lot of, we, we are losing days and weeks of our preparation, but we understand that some families losing parents, mm. some families losing kids, some families, some people losing friends, and this is much more for them. And we understand this one and we, are, we know we have to follow the rules. Absolutely. And yeah. I think 2020 has really forced us to 
bring everything back into perspective. Uh, but at the same time, you guys have a mission, and that is to win a gold medal. So, I mean, I remember when you coached me, Victor, you used to say that we needed, we needed passion, we needed money, and we needed time. But, you know, another year is maybe not what we wanted, but you can always make the most out of it. Oh, absolutely, yes, absolutely. Like, um, yes, definitely these factors very important. Mm. But money, this is just the tools to reach <laughs> your goals. Mm. Just the tools. Indeed. Desire to be the winner is, is very important. And hard work is very important. Strong system, very important. Support of our families, support mm. of our country very important and uh, inspiration and drive is very important money they will come if if the stars will see that you are working hard and you are talented and you are dedicated to your mission mm. money will come as a tools absolutely and i mean you're no stranger to olympics being postponed you yourself when you started out your career if we go back uh, you actually sailed the 470 quite seriously but for USSR and I believe yeah yeah you're you're no stranger to an Olympics being postponed but at that time actually cancelled well for you for the USSR and the boycott absolutely absolutely mm. the same story happened not only to me the mm. same story happened to Australia, mm. to a lot of people who were really <coughs> well prepared for Olympic Games in uh, Moscow. Mm. It was the same. Mm. Boycott, Olympic Games, they were cancelled for these teams. And uh, of course, now we know it was wrong political decision, but that time, people accepted this one and uh, some of them they cracked under, under this pressure but some of them for example John Bertrand mm. he was also selected for Olympic Games mm -hmm. to Moscow mm -hmm. and then Olympic Games they were cancelled for him but he is strong man he concentrated on sailing. He was focused and dedicated. And in three years after this, he was America's Cup winner. Mm -hmm. That was a big compensation for him, a big reward for his commitment, dedication, and for his love to sailing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know is the same for us. Like, I don't know if if Olympic Bay Games. 84 would not be cancelled for Soviet Union team. Maybe I would not be in Australia that <laughs> now, <laughs> nowadays. But I, I said to myself again, I like, I was trying, I said to me, start to, it's time to stop my um, sailing. But then I start my coaching and uh, coaching was also big passion, big mission in my life. And now I'm in Australia. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, an, a magnificent career, because as you say, 
So you you didn't actually go to the Olympics yourself. Straight away you started coaching. We saw the USSR divide. So then you were actually working with uh, Ukraine was your home country. So you actually helped Ukraine win their first medal in sailing, which is pretty phenomenal. Uh, yeah, but I was, all, I, I was also working for quite a long time for USSR. USSR. I was, yep. yes. And the first medal we brought with Ukrainians, with Ukrainian girls team for USSR, for red flag, not for Ukrainian flag. It was in Seoul, in Korea, mm. bronze medal. And after this, we start to work uh, when uh, USSR collapsed, we started to work for Ukraine, and it was also very, very tough start. Mm. We had no sails, we had no boats, we had no equipment, no motorboats, like everything was taken from us by Russia, and uh, we started to work with zero. But we had a lot of good friends, including <laughs> Australians, and they helped us. We had sales from America, uh, from Americans. We had foils uh, from our friends in New Zealand. We had masks from uh, Norway, and we had small uh, for seventy, but good for seventy from Switzerland. And that how we start our sailing. And then step by step, step by step, we became. European champions, then we became European champions again, and then we won three uh, big regattas after this, and then eventually we obtained two medals from Olympic Games in Atlanta, one gold and one bronze for girls. So it was the peak of Ukrainian team, and uh, it was a great time for us. Absolutely. And I mean, it's funny because we just mentioned before, you don't need money. <laughs> the money will come. But how much, no. how much desire? Money will come. No, we need money. Of course money. you need money. But money, <laughs> this is not our goal, not yeah. our target. We cannot dedicate our life for making money mm. because we are working for, for glory of Australia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's we not even for results. For mm. we are working for glory because in 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 sailing we have some levels of sailing, <clears throat> sailing for fun, sailing for results, and racing for glory. And this is big, big difference. Like for example, sailing for fun, you don't need a system, you don't need equipment, you just one boat and the sails. You don't need sparring partners, you don't need <laughs> physio, you don't need a coach, just have fun. Yes, but for results, you need strong system, you need facilities, you need top equipment, you need very strong team behind you, experience, you need promotion, you need a lot of things, and you need also money. But to reach the glory level and to obtain your glory you need superb system you have to dedicate all of your life all of your money towards this you need a very 
big support team, very strong support team, which we have in Australia now. We, in these years, we build really strong team, management, coaches, sports scientists, and uh, support of Australian Institute of Sport, Sport Commission. They trust us and they support us very, very well. And that's why we can guarantee medals for Australia. That's a, that's a big difference when you are going to Olympic Games with dream to get the medal or with target to be, get the medal. This is a big difference because we have different levels of Olympians who are coming to Olympic Games. One, sailors, they have a dream for the medals. Some sailors, they have a hope for the medals. And some sailors, they have a, the medals. This is their target. This is their job. This is their uh, mission to bring Olympic medals back to Australia. And that's this big difference. And that's how government judging us. They are relying on sport of sailing, supporting sport of sailing, because we have proved many times that Australia is multi-gold medals sport. Mm. And from 1996, where you didn't have that support like you do now, and to 2000, where we saw you come to Australia and work only for oh, just just close to three years with our athletes in yes. the 470. <laughs> yeah, a short yes. a short run up for you. But the difference with the system. But I know that you have said before that the system is so important, but the character of the athlete in particular. And in, in 1996, Absolutely. you obviously had that. Absolutely. In 2000, you had that. Um, it's it's a pretty magical thing. Yes, talent, talent, and also commitments, mm. very important because we have a lot of people in this life who are extremely talented, mm -hmm. and uh, but they don't know how to use their talents. We have people who are talented, and everything coming to them like this because they are talented. They are, they know they are capable to do a lot of things at the top level. And they're not working hard because they know they are enjoying the life, enjoying their talents and uh, everything coming to them very easy. But we have people who are less talented, but working three times more harder. And they achieved in their lives much more than these talented people because their commitments, their dedication and their focus on their achievement and focus on development themselves. Because talented people, they are very rarely developing themselves. <laughs> and if they are developing themselves, if they are working hard to develop their skills, which will be a very good frame for their talents, their names for a long time and some names forever, like Michelangelo or Leonardo da Vinci. They were extremely talented people, but they were working also very, very hard. And uh, universe remember them forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is exactly what I said. If you, if you are talented, 
And if you are working very hard, the world will remember you, mm. especially Australia. Especially Australia. Yeah, so the secret is also hard work, talent and hard work. And do you think, I mean, in terms of Australia, we brought you to, well, we asked you to come to Australia, sorry, in 2000 for the Olympics to help us. And the focus on sailing, obviously, because of people like John Bertrand, who has so much regard for you as well. If, I'm not sure if you've seen my show with him, but I think we spoke about you for about five minutes or more. And he has so much respect for you. Do you think that Australia and the love that we have for sport is a good thing? Is that, is that a positive thing that we are so focused on our sailing or our heroes in general? Absolutely, absolutely. It's not only on uh, sailing, because a lot of other sports, like we surprise, we surprise the world with winter sports, like mm. we have few gold medals in winter sports, and we have a heroes in the winter sports. This is amazing, like, because Australia will love sport. And we have proved this one many times because the country is only now we have 25 million people. But before it was like 22 with 22 million people to have, for example, <clears throat> few times we had two times we had Australia fourth place with the medal staining after such big country like Russia, China and uh, United States. Australia with such small population and that was indication that sport in Australia is big part of the life, huge big. It's coming even preschool. The people people in in swimming pools they are from uh, day one, not day one, but maybe one month old, they are already in the swimming pool. And, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and that's his, that's his indication. They are taking the rugby ball when they are three years old, they are already playing <laughs> with rugby. That's <laughs> incredible. Yes. And, uh, and sport for Australia, very, very special. And uh, Australian people, very, very competitive, and they prove this one. They have a lot of characters, and they prove this one not only through the sport, but also Australians are very tough warriors. Like uh, you can see Gallipoli or uh, other big uh, battles. And uh, I can tell you very interesting story that <coughs> when Americans were uh, afraid that Japanese will attack Hawaii. They gave to all their soldiers Australian hats. <laughs> <laughs> and then to show that Australians in Hawaii, to, to show, but because reputation Australians, like a fighters, like a people with strong characters, fighters not only in sport, but also in battle, like very, very high. And I can tell you, like a lot of people, like we were training, we were training <clears throat> before Olympic Sydney. We were training from Ichmas Penguin. Yeah. 
like uh, our spatial base. Yes, at Belmoral, where is our spatial troops are preparing the SIS, and they were role models for us how to work hard. They were working so hard as a group, as a teams, and as a personalities, and we have seen them every day running, swimming in the group, in tough conditions, in cold, with with piece of log, all of them in the group. And we said, wow, that's in the work. And they were role models for us. And when we brought to Penguin our boats with Olympic flags and Australian flags and with gold medals, <coughs> it was just indication how much we have learned from these warriors. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we're very proud to have you as an Australian too, Victor, because you're someone who fights and doesn't give up and has exceptional character. And I'm going to bring Tiana in. Here's Tiana. She's uh, been watching the social media for us. Alistair Murray sends his best to his most favourite sailing coach. He's watching. And uh, a number of people have said thank you for everything that you've done for Australia in the way of sport because we know that I mean, for those who don't know, and we'll go through the trivia in just a second, um, you've helped Australia win. Well, you've helped your athletes win gold medals. Oh, it's on, it's, yeah. it's teamwork. Absolutely. I cannot say it's me. Mm. It's you mentioned well, Alistair. You mentioned John Bertrand. <coughs> mm. We have to mention hundreds and thousands of people who were working very hard and who we are and who are in our team forever. For mm. example, Bob Otley. Yeah. He was a big part of our success. Mm. After our failure in Athens, mm. he put his shoulder in front of the team and said, I'm your team member. Mm. I will help you. And he, he, he was helping us a lot. His contribution to our success, to our Olympic gold medals mm. in Beijing, in uh, uh, London, in Rio, is significant. He was sailor with big part of sailing in his heart. Him and Sandy Otley, they, they make a big contribution to our success. And I'm, I'm very happy to mention his name because he was very special. And he is on our team forever. And we have a lot of, I can mention hundreds and thousand names without whom we could not make Olympic medals. We could not make, we could not obtain our goals. And they are very special. They were special and they are special for us forever. This is huge, big teamwork. And even Unicol, you are also part of the team. You are making our sport visible. You are making our sport uh, because it's not only top sailors watching you now. Also kids, their families, and say, oh, sailing, oh, of course. You bring love to sailing to all of these small hearts, and they, they, will, they will be Olympic champions in future. I hope so. I have one little favourite sailor girl at the moment. She lives in Queensland, so I can't visit her, but she's just gotten her first optimist, and she was so excited to FaceTime me from uh, her home. She's just gotten the <laughs> stickers put along the side. It's called Sunflower, and she's got little sunflower stickers all along the side, and so I can't wait for that Queensland yeah, border to open absolutely. so I can go and take her sailing. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's I met Elise <laughs> Arichichi when she was Optimist Sailor. Yeah. It was very special meeting in Perth and we were talking for 25 minutes and talking about sailing, about Olympics and uh, then in a few years she became Olympic champion in sailing. So cool. <laughs> Incredible story. It is really lovely. She was so tiny, so small, <laughs> but a lot of character, a lot of personalities, charisma, and a lot of drive. I don't need to teach her to win, just to teach her to sail fast. <laughs> <laughs> She's still little. <laughs> She's but still strong person. character, oh, still so strong. strong character. Oh, fantastic. So. I think what we'll do, Victor, now is start going through the trivia because I know a lot of people have been keeping their eye on it. So if, if you're okay with that, we might go through some of the questions. Is that okay? All no right. problem, yep. So here we go. I'm going to try and make this work. So the question was, was Victor Kovalenko a 470 sailor at Olympic level before he was a coach? And the answer is yes but he didn't get to sail at the Olympics as we've already spoken about earlier in the show. A lot of people said false. They thought you were a coach from the get-go. So that's very interesting. But no, very, very good sailor. In fact, so good, we'll go on to the next question. It was, in what classes has Victor won a national championship in? And so we had A, 470 and Fireball, B, 470 and Flying Dutchman, C, Flying Dutchman and Dragon, or D, Dragon and Etchels. And there was a bonus point if you could answer for which country he was racing at the time. But it was B, 470 and Flying Dutchman, and it was the USSR for that bonus point as well, because that's where you were living at the time. Of course, <laughs> but the Flying Dutchman is a beautiful boat as well. Um, yes. Yes. Were you helming, Victor, or crewing? No, I was crewing. crewing. I was very. I was the smallest crew <laughs> in in our group, but we were national champions and we won few regattas. And uh, and I can tell you, to be to be national champion in the Soviet Union, it was very very big deal yes because uh when i saw the article about me in in the in newspaper mm. which 12 million people were reading wow. in the soviet union soviet sport 12 million people were reading this newspaper i was very proud and uh, to use this cccp mm. on your chest it was so big for me and uh, and uh, to be uh, to be the national champion, it was big deal. I can tell you an interesting story. Once mm -hmm. uh, I was stopped <laughs> by police for speeding. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little bit fast uh, dri driving my car, and they said, "Okay, uh, the policeman bring me to the officer to the uh, towards police car." It was the system in the Soviet Union yeah. uh, to register and to give me a points and uh, fine. But officer said, oh, you are Victor. I said, yes, <laughs> Victor, yes, yes. 
You are sailor. You are an, our national champion. I said, yes. He said, Victor, we will let you go, but please don't drive fast because we need you. Oh, can you promise us? I said, I promise you. And after this, I was very disciplined because mm. I, I always keep my promise. And it was much more important than penalty when I promised to this officer. And it was also the highest level of recognition for me because they stopped me to find, but then they recognized me and said, oh, you're our athlete. We'll let you go. And that's, I, I don't think it can happen to, to Australia. Even if, if they will stop prime minister for <laughs> speeding, they will penalize him. Maybe that this is right system, likely. but. Yeah, that would be more likely to be <laughs> yeah, on the news. Absolutely, the yeah. absolutely, yes. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> 1974, I believe, was when you won your Flying Dutchman National Championship. And yes. 1981 was the 470 National Championship. Exactly. Me typing USSR. Yeah, so yes. that was only three years before that Olympics. So, yes, yeah, very close. So, I mean, uh, that Olympics especially, though, I'm sure helped shape your passion for pushing beyond incredibly hard setbacks as well. Yeah, but it was big drive for me and yeah. big motivation. And I had a lot of experience. And even when I, and also I, I loved coaching because when I was even sailing for the 70s, when I was in the national team and when I was a uh, national champion, our head coach of our team few times sent me to big competitions with juniors team to help them. It was a big drive. I was very happy to do this one and very happy to help. And uh, at that time I had also high education in uh, sport. I finished a sport university with gold uh, medal and special diploma. And uh, it was part of me to help to people. And uh, I helped. I helped to many, many people to reach their goals. Mm. Much more people reach their goals than me, like <laughs> in sport, like a sailor, like I a think, sailor. I think yes. that's nice, though, to help people reach their goals because there's something fulfilling about seeing people reach their dreams and realize how brilliant they are. And it was inside them all the time, you know. So I think that's something very special. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting also that uh, I would not, I don't like to brag about, mm. I help to some people in swimming. Mm. I help to some people in rowing to reach their goals. And I help to some people in cycling to reach their goals. Mm. Just, <laughs> you know, the, Sailing technology is working everywhere. And, yeah. uh, it is. But also that sports psychology, I think a lot of what a coach does is, especially at that level, is helping them to get past the barriers as 
which might be more so mental than necessarily what's actually absolutely. happening in the race course. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Psychology, this is a big part of the sport. And, uh, and if you know the principles, but this is not enough. You have to know the key, the trigger for each person to touch his heart and to join, to give him opportunity to show him a big or her a big picture how to win. Mm. That is important because winning, winning spirit. This is big part of our winning program. Absolutely. We don't want to give too much away. We've got Tokyo 2021. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so we'll Sorry. go on to the next trivia question. <laughs> uh, excellent. All righty. So the next question was, in what year was Victor Kovalenko inducted into the Australian Sailing Hall of Fame? You were one of the inaugural inductees in 2017, which is just lovely. You were also inducted into the Australia Sporting Hall of Fame, not just sailing, but that was quite a number of years before the Australian Sailing Hall of Fame. That was yes. in 2013, I believe, just a year after yeah. you received your OAM in 2012, which was a magnificent achievement as well. Uh, just to show more publicly how, how much you are thanked by all in Australia for all that you do. But the Australian Sailing Hall of Fame, I think, is, is quite a special thing too because maybe it was something that should have existed earlier, but at least we were able to recognise all of those great sailors that maybe didn't make it to the Australia Sporting Hall of Fame as such. Yeah, it was... <clears throat> You mentioned Australian Sport yes. Hall of Fame and uh, Sailing Sport Hall of Fame and uh, Order of Australia for me yeah. was, I received Order of Australia before Olympic Games yeah. and it was, it was big recognition for me, for my work and it's not only for me, it was big drive for Malcolm, for Matthew, for all Australian sailing team to realize that we are visible and our efforts are recognized and the recognition in sport this is huge big especially in sailing because for example the indication of recognition in sport like soccer or mm -hmm. basketball or rugby this is money but in sailing no no money in sailing in sailing you have to spend money a lot of money to your success mm -hmm. and the recognition in sailing is huge big deal and uh, um, this is one from the most important part we're working now because uh, recognition not only drive but this is also to make our sport visible this is huge big role for our federation now and for all sailors what you are doing Nicole, you are making our sport visible. Mm. <laughs> you are making visible what we love and what we achieve. And this is very important. This is not only uh, pleasure for us, this is also a big drive for us, big credit for us for the future. 
to be recognized, to be visible, and to be successful. Well, I mean, I'm just doing the little bit I can, but here's a, a beautiful shot of Malcolm and Matt and yourself when that gold medal was won in 2012. A phenomenal moment, back-to-back -back gold medals for Malcolm in 2008 with Nathan Wilmot and then with Matt Belcher in 2012 and, and you were there both times. Uh, as you say, probably a driver going into that Olympics with the OAM, but no wonder you were inducted into the Sport of Fame, Sporting Hall of Fame in 2013 after that momentous victory. And, and Malcolm carried the flag in the closing ceremony, I believe, as well, which was yes. a great, great testament to sailing too. Yes, as we said, sailing is recognised in Australia, sport recognised in Australia, and sport on which our country, I'm not saying government, our country rely for obtaining medals. Of course, glory in sailing is very short time, <laughs> because it's maybe if you are the winner, if you are winner in sailing. If you're a winner, for example, a uh, small competition in soccer, like him, they will talk one week. Mm. If, if you are a winner of uh, <clears throat> rugby, oh, it's a big deal. But <laughs> if you are a winner in sailing, like sometimes, uh, okay, I will not. It's very short time. Mm. It's glory time. If you have Olympic gold medal, of course, country will remember this forever. But glory time, it's only for one week. <laughs> that yes. is um, and, uh, very much that Olympic Games is what spurred me on to do what I'm doing now because I remember Tom Slingsby winning our first gold medal as a country. And I was talking about this just a few days ago. He won the first gold medal in that Olympic Games for Australia. And sailing went on to win more medals than most sports that had so many more competitors. And that for me was something where I was like, right, <laughs> sailing needs more time. It needs more visibility. Absolutely. It's not fair. So, yeah. And, and that Olympics especially was something that spurred that on. But, um, but from other hand, mm. but from other hand, we are building the platform. We are building critical mass yeah. <laughs> in, in sailing. For example, John Bertrand, mm. his first medal, his drive, his character building test was bronze medal yeah? mm. in Montreal. It was very big deal for him and uh, it was very special. Yes. <clears throat> to have bronze medal. Mm -hmm. And after this, he forced a lot of countries to stand up in front of Australian flag. He made all country proud by sailing. He was Australian of the year. He was very special man. And Bob Hawke said, okay, now is day off holidays for Australia <laughs> because Australia too is the winner, the winner. And the same, we are building critical mass even now for glory of Australia. Yeah, you see all our Olympic medalists uh, 
they were sailing in different teams sometimes like nathan outreach working working for sweden for japan uh tom slinsby was america's cup winner for usa and uh, we have Jason, that, but then, then they united. They were sailing in a sail GP program, and they were winning in Sydney. They, they won a lot of competitions in sail GP, and what they are building now critical mass to uh, for Australia to participate in America's Cup, which Bob Otley was trying to do, and to win America's Cup and to make Australia again, to have one extra holiday in one, <laughs> in one year. And that's, that is the critical mass. Each medal, because the medal, each Olympic medal, especially gold medal, this is not just piece of metal. This is indication of quality of people who, are, who have this medal on their necks. Mm. Yeah? This is indication of quality. And we have in sailing, we have a lot of people with gold medals on the necks who are working very hard for Australia. So, and um, I'm sure we will have one day when we will compete in America's Cup and we will have one day when we will win America's Cup for Australia. The same like John Bertrand did in 1983. Which would be absolutely gorgeous to see. And yeah, and, and I know... It will be. It yeah, will be. It will be. You will see. It's very, very exciting. And hopefully I'll be there for that moment because I wasn't alive for the win in 1983, but it has definitely shaped a lot of my life. There's a lot of questions that people ask and remember in terms of sailing and it's where were you when Australia won the America's Cup and have you done a Sydney Hobart? They're the two questions that you get asked <laughs> as a sailor. So, you know, oh. I wasn't alive oh. and I've covered eight Sydney Hobarts but I have not sailed one. So, <laughs> but that's okay, I can answer. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I can tell you I was in the Soviet Union when Australia won America's Cup, and it was very small uh, message in, in our newspaper, in Soviet sport newspaper, 12 million people. Wow. And I keep, this, I keep this piece of newspaper till now because I was so proud Australia did this. Meet Americans in the long history of American Cup, America's Cup, mm. beat Americans and bring their trophy to Australia. I was so happy about this. I was so, I was watching later small uh, documentary about this, and uh, I have seen this one maybe 20 times. <laughs> I have seen 20 times John with the trophy, and yeah. uh, it was a very special time for me. And yeah. it was also inspiration. And uh, Sydney to Hobart, it was my dream for many, many, many years. But unfortunately, we are always busy with competitions, preparing for uh, our Miami regatta and preparing for our Sail Melbourne, which was happened before. And every day it counts for us. But I was very, very lucky to do once a big race 
<laughs> on the Wild Dots 11. It was a race Hobart to Sydney. <laughs> I was doing this one with a very good group of people and my son was on board oh. and Troy Tindall was on board yeah. as a captain and it was big race <laughs> to finish this race just before number 12 on the Sydney Bridge <laughs> before fireworks <laughs> and we did it just minutes before oh. and we, when we were coming under the bridge you know we have this uh, security zone and a lot of police inside pushing boats to be behind the yellow boys and we were going just through the this uh, prohibited area and the police board came to us and say oh you cannot sail here you cannot sail here you have to stay inside and then they have seen this as wild dots 11 the winners of uh sydney to hobart race and they say oh wild dots 11 no problem you can go close to the bridge and it was big reward for us a big trophy as i said again recognition yeah. recognition that's it was big big deal and like it was it's forever in in my my in yeah. my memory this race and i was steering wild oats and it's amazing this is like a like a huge big dinghy so sensitive yeah. became immediately part of yourself part extension of your body it's flying through the through the ocean not sailing flying incredible boat well that's such a special memory i love that it gives me yes. goosebumps thinking about it and that's one of the reasons why i love doing what i'm doing because i get to see all of these amazing boats and i get to be there when so many people realize their dreams and you know i don't i don't get to win many regattas anymore but i get to be there when people win and it's a very very special thing to share that moment so yeah. Oh, but also we remember that you are uh, multi-world champion in taser class. This yes. is also indication of top quality of character, top quality of personalities. And that's why you are doing what you are doing now, because yes. sailing is a big part of your heart. Absolutely. It really is a big part of my heart. And uh, on that, we should get on to your next question to talk more about you, Victor. You're the important one here. So how many world championships have the athletes that have been coached by you won? And we, I might just rewind that a little bit because we sort of missed the question. But the answer that we had was 18 world championships. That's what we calculated. Is that correct, Victor? Is it more now? No. How many now it's 20. 20. <laughs> Excellent. 20, yes. We could absolutely. find 18. Wow. Yep. And this year, <coughs> it may well have been 21, but that's okay. Yes, we'll... <laughs> yes. It was big chance, 21, but yeah, but mm. we so have what it. we have. So be it. Yeah, this is, yeah. And the next It's make question... us more tough. Oh, I know. And the next question was how many... Olympic medals have your teams won? And we calculated that as nine. Feel free to correct me. But 
uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for me, it's 10. ten? Yeah, there we go. So yes. Ten which is Six pretty gold, exciting. Three bronze and one silver. Three bronze and one silver. Yes, that first bronze yeah. with the USSR may have may have slipped the uh, the tabulation. But ten medals, six of them yeah. are gold. Yes, that's pretty six. amazing. Pretty amazing. Which then led to your athletes uh, winning Rolex Sailor of the Year in two years. And you received yep. Coach of the Year in two years as well, not just in sailing, in all of sport in Australia, which was a pretty amazing achievement as well. And that was in 2008 and 2012. For those I would not say this is achievement. Mm -hmm. Achievement was winning Olympic Games. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, Coach of the Year, this is, again, recognition. This is not achievement. Uh, nice like Order of Australia, Order of Australia, Hall of Fame, Coach of the Year. This is not achievement. This recognition. is recognition of community. This yeah. is important, but this is recognition. Most important, this is the moment when our athletes cross the finishing line with fist up. You can see. <laughs> Behind me, behind you. It's, yeah, look at that. Yes, Tom Is King and Mark 2000? Yeah, very nice. Yes, they crossed the line <laughs> with fist up and said, yes, we are the winners. Mm -hmm. But most important also, a lot of people in the country, especially now, mm. because we said our team is very big now, and a mm. lot of people, they are members of our team, a lot of people, they are fishermen, they are farmers, but they are still members of our team who shake their hand and said, we're one teammate now. Mm. And they will remember this forever. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were sailing now Coffs Harbor and uh, we shake some hands over there and we said, mate, we're one team now. And mm. they will remember this forever. And when we, we will cross the line with fist up, they will say, they will not say, oh, they are the winners, they are the winners. All of them, all our team will say, we are the winners. Mm. And that is that's a very important message. We are yeah. the winners. Thousands of people will say this one. Mm. And, uh, but only two will cross the line. <laughs> and go like that. And these are, yes. this is the Australian sailing team with a number of the support crew as well, well the, the, the support staff yourself included here in London with your arms in the air as you mentioned which is a lovely photo I love this one so many medals oh, at yeah. the games and I, I see the picture behind you of Matt and Mal on the Olympic rings as well two very <laughs> special pictures behind your shoulders yes 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 and now yes. we have I have a big gallery around me but <laughs> I will show you next time. A and lot now of, we have lot these of artists. Two. Yeah. And now we have these two, Matt and Will. And they're on a mission after their silver in 2016, which was a very hard-fought silver as well. So the, the next question in the trivia for those who were playing was actually... 
How many years have you been working with Mr. Belcher? And we worked out over 12, over 16 years rather, because you're actually working with Matt Belcher well before he was an Olympic representative. He'd been a world champion, I believe, before he was an Olympic representative too and trained with Mal and Nathan as well. So, yeah, quite a long time, a big part of your life. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, I start to work with Matthew November 2000. 20 years. He, yes. He came to Sydney and he was sailing for four days with our Olympic champion, Mark Turnbull. Mm. And, uh, and uh, he was also uh, very interesting. He was also Olympic flag barrier at the Sydney Stadium for closing ceremony of Olympic Games. Because, yes, because he was world champion in 420 class and the country selected him to be flag bearer. So we have not only Malcolm Page flag bearer, we have also so <laughs> Colin cool. Mitchell and we yeah. have also Matthew Belcher Matt Olympic Belcher. flag bearer. Oh, so and cool. he, they were training for a few days with Mark Turnbull and uh, he, Matthew's talent was obvious, and I asked Mark, Mark, if you would keep going training mm. and racing with Matthew Belcher, mm. what do you think? What place you would take with him next year at the World Championship? Mark Turnbull said nothing. Mm -hmm. Just show this one. <laughs> 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 Very cool. <laughs> Unfortunately, this has not happened, and uh, Matthew became Olympic champion. Oh, sorry, world champion a little bit later, mm -hmm. but it was recognized in the, in time, and he he was very dedicated. He was working very hard to be world champion in the future, and he be also to be also Olympic champion. Mm. And now we have in Australia few people with two Olympic medals, including Matthew Belcher, and he is now ten times world champion. Ten times world champion in three classes. This is for 20, for 70, and Hills. Yes. I was there yes. for that amazing Eschels win, which was really cool. Yes, uh, absolutely incredible time with yeah. Martin Hill and his team mm. and uh, making history. Next year now is uh, again Australia world champions. Mm. In Murray is yes. current world champion in Eschel class. Mm -hmm. So we are still dominating in this class. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we spoke to Big Fella about that just a few weeks ago, which was great. It had been, I think, 15 years between his Etchell's World Championship wins, which was massive. And it's, it's nice when you can come back and win like that. Dad and I won our Taser World last year and it had been 10 years between. So it's a big push when you make yourself uh, 
get up to where you were 10 years ago. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful too. But at that Etchell World Championship in Brisbane, we saw Matt come first with Martin Hill and Will come second with Mark Thornborough with the whole Absolutely. Kong team, which was fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a big battle between them in the last race. Mm. Who will be the world champion? So exciting. Matthew Belcher? <laughs> or his with his Australian team or... <laughs> Will Ryan with Hong with Kong, Kong team, yeah. and uh, of course we we were saying in 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 Australia probably will gave a bonus to uh, Matthew Belcher and Martin Hill because yeah. it was political decision for Will. <laughs> if it, if regatta would be if regatta would be in neutral water, we don't know what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> We, but in um, Australia, Australians has to be world champions. Indeed. I wish I, I wish I had the drone footage ready from that start. But when they started, it was very interesting, that last race. And we have Matt Felcher and Will Ryan start right next to each other on a line with 100 etchels. And they're right next to each other. And they race the whole, most of the first beat like that, right next to each exactly. other. Exactly. Fantastic. It was great. Exactly, because they know where is the golden spot at the start line. Exactly. It was so good. <laughs> and they cannot be, yeah, and it was a little bit tight for them <laughs> to be two of them in the golden spot. Oh, gosh, it was good. It was, that was great racing. And it's nice. I love it when you have a team that strong that they read each other's minds when they're not even on the same boat. That's just fantastic. <laughs> yes. Big part of teamwork. And when they are on the same boat, they are twice stronger, mm, which is beautiful. They were, so. they were, they have been sailing already in Etchells in one boat. Like we had a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Etchell Regatta uh, uh, from Royal Squadron. Mm -hmm. Etchells, they helped us to organize Regatta and it was very good Regatta. Mm. And we had few big names in Etchells and also big names in in Australian sailing, like in Murray was there, and Tom Slinsby was there, and uh, Matthew and Will Ryan, they were winners of this small regatta <laughs> images <laughs> on, on one boat. Which is beautiful to see too, when you can jump from, from class to class. So it's, um, it's nice to see, and I think it's good for sailors as well to round themselves out and sail on different classes. I mean, we've seen that with Tom Slingsby and Nathan Arteridge. Yeah, and their skills are transferable and built, which is nice. Absolutely, because the different board, this is just different tool to show to the world who you are. Oh, you always have such an eloquent way of putting things, Victor. And it's no surprise then that in the next question, when was your book released? It was released in 2017. You did have somebody write it for you, but so much of you comes through in it, it's, it's not even funny. And then we asked everybody what the name was. Uh, we had four choices. You might like some of these. Uh, we said, is it called The Medal Maker? Was it called Born to Win? A few people thought it was Born <laughs> to Win, you poor people. Uh, no Excuses or Coaching for Dummies? Four people voted for Coaching for Dummies. No. People actually voted for it. I was like, surely not. I'll give them a free pass and people actually voted. 
So Tiana puts this quiz together every week for me and I love it when she comes up with creative answers like this. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely lovely. But your book is, is great. I actually have it on the shelf next to my copy of Born to Win, which is why I love that you um, you appreciate that book and, and John Bertrand so much as well. And John Bertrand actually wrote the foreword for your book, The Metal Maker. There's you and I at the launch um, yes. at Middle Harbour Yacht Club, which was a lovely evening as well. And it must be nice to write down all of your memories and have it there in one, I guess, folio <laughs> to be able to tabulate all of those great moments in history that you've been a part of. Yes, it's it's quite interesting book. I I read it, unfortunately, I, I read it only once when uh, Roger asked me to check mistakes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because uh, I always, I was always thinking, ah, maybe this is book not about me. This is the same like well, I had first article about me in Australia when I arrived to Australia to work. Yeah. I said, no, 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 this is not about me. I did read it later, after Olympic Games, after we won Olympic race, regatta, I read this article and said, oh, this is an interesting article, <laughs> but I did not read it before. And the same with book. I read it once. Sometimes I read some moments of this because to inspire me and to encourage me to give me more power but <clears throat> um, uh, once all book once mm. and it's interesting also that a lot of people they ask me oh Victor your book your book your book your book mm. I always said them guys this is not my book mm. Roger Wong wrote this one this is mm -hmm. sailing book about me mm -hmm. And uh, in future, I will do my book about sailing. And that would be different. <laughs> would you write a book of stories or would you write a book about coaching? Or would they be the same? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will be a little bit combined. Mm. A little bit combined book because I cannot reveal all Australian secrets yeah. to public because they belongs not to me. Mm -hmm. They belongs to my team, to Australian Institute of Sport, mm -hmm. to to people who are working very hard to make us faster and to make us winners. And I cannot reveal this one. I, I cannot reveal because all of this yeah. knowledge and experience was paid by our public by mm -hmm. farmers by students by fishermen <laughs> we cannot reveal them but uh i will try to do combine i love it i love it so much well let's just have a quick little break and then we're going to wrap up the show but i just want to show this interview that i did with yourself and matt and will after oh. the 2016 olympics and when they won silver, because that's going to put us in a good frame of mind to keep working towards Tokyo. So let's have a little bit of a look at this interview. It's at Hamilton Island. So again, um, thank you to Bob Oatley and uh, may he rest in peace and all of the Oatley family for all that they've done for Australian sailing. 
and um, I've, we would have loved to have been there right now for Hamilton Island Race Week, but obviously that was cancelled this year. But we're looking forward to the 75th anniversary of that event next year. So a bit of a shout out to Hamilton Island uh, Race Week and the island itself. Let's have a little bit of a look. This is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl on beautiful Hamilton Island with silver medalists in the 470, Matt Belcher and Will Ryan and their coach, Victor Kovalenko. Guys, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's nice to see you here. And I know a lot of people have followed your journey, especially... <laughs> I know, he's a bit modest, this one. Especially, Matt, I mean, given that you were the gold medalist at the previous Olympics and the 470 has been so successful in Beijing and then London and now here. How does it feel to have come home with another medal? I mean, that's three in a row for Australia in terms of medals in the 470. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really special, you know, to be able to, to be an Olympic medalist. Um, you know, our goal was, was to win. Um, you know, we're, we were a little bit disappointed, but we're really proud of the campaign we put together and, and to win three world championships and, and medal in, in the other and, and, you know, be an Olympic medalist. It's, um, it's a pretty cool legacy that Australian 470s have and um, it's largely from, from this man. And uh, for me, it's just a privilege to start with Will. You know, it's been an amazing four years and I really, really loved every minute of it. Yeah, Will, I think you had a difficult position to fill, that of a gold medalist crew being Malcolm Page. But you've done fantastically. I know you guys have been so successful over the past four years. And to cap it off with a medal after not the easiest regatta, how does that feel for you? You know, it's certainly a special moment. Um, when, when we paired up, I said I had to do it my own way. I couldn't try to... Uh, recreate Malcolm. He was a, an amazing crew and, and the most successful 470 crew I think the world's ever had. So, yeah. always had to do it my own way. And I think we went out there this four years and, and really, as Matt said, put together a really good campaign. And when it comes down to one week at the end of all that and, and things don't quite go your way, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. But no, we we really we sat well and the Croatians also sat very well. So I'm happy to be here and, and happy to have a medal and looking forward to seeing what the future might hold. Oh, that's, that's fantastic to hear and I know that it must be so difficult given you went so well over those, those four years and Victor you watched them as well. How proud of them are you though that they did come away with a silver medal? I'm really extremely proud and happy with their performance in the last race with their like a broken mainsail they were sailing quite fast not quite fast, quite smart. We are not happy not to win the gold, but we are happy to be silver. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. I, I think, oh, well, I don't understand completely because I've never been in that position, but I know how hard you guys are working over that four years to yeah. win a gold medal. I think the whole Australian sailing team really had a rougher start than what was expected, but you all closed so powerfully. Do you think you lifted off each other's energy in that situation? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, a small, it's a small team and, and uh, there's only 11 of us, but for seven to come away with medals is pretty phenomenal achievement for the team. And um, it's just a tough environment, right? Yeah. You know, um, everything that was coming out and there's always changes every day, whether it was weather or, or just onshore stuff. Um, and I think it's a credit to, to the management and our support team to really help um, lift us when we needed to and supported us when, when we were down. And um, for me to, you know, to stay with Jason and Tom in the same house, it was, it was cool. You know, we had six weeks together and um, we had our, our good moments, our bad moments. And it was really special to, to, for all of us to go through that journey. And um, nice that we came away with, with some good results. Yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful to see and I, um, I, know, I know that the support team of the Australian sailing team is huge and you also had a lot of family there. How was that for you, Will? Yeah, fantastic to compete alongside my sister Jamie. It was a unique opportunity, I think, on the first sailing 
siblings in 40 years or so for Australia. So um, a really special moment and to have them all there supporting us. Um, they're the ones that have put in huge sacrifices to, to give us the opportunity to, to get to do what we do and um, to let them see the end result is, is a really special time for us. Now, Victor, uh, you've been an incredibly successful coach. What is it? I mean, you said that these guys are so smart and often people say that you have to be smart, not fast, to win. Did you see that in these two when you were putting the combination together? What, what was it that you looked for? Because obviously they still managed to finish strong and, and get a medal in a situation where some other people may not have had that mental toughness. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm very lucky to work with this two unique people and to have them, especially to have them together with one boat, it's amazing. And every day, every day, not even at the games, every day, even when I'm training with them, I'm awarded to watch their phenomenal sailing, to watch their movements in the boats, to watch the perfection of sailing every day. And, and uh, in competitions especially, Olympic Games was very special competition for all of us and a lot of sailors, they were under huge big pressure and uh, Croatians, they were selling very well and also, and also to say about Greeks, they are also very, very good sailors and uh, then they came back at the Games with their medal. That's fantastic. We really admire all winners and we really respect all sailors who are selling in the games and it was a unique experience for all of us and I hope we bring all of this experience multiplied by our hard work back to Tokyo. I don't know, I was going to ask you that, um, leading he's on to Tokyo. <laughs> I know, he's encouraging you to go again. I know, I know, I know. And I guess it sort of gets addictive as well uh, when, when maybe you don't get the gold that you guys were after. And I think that's a question that everybody wants to ask you is, um, would you consider going again? Because, I mean, this would be your third. Yeah, you know, um, for us it's just a unique environment, you know, um, to be able to have the individuals that we have, you know, to, to be able to sail with Will and, and, and Victor and, and our team, um, it's just it's phenomenal level of sailing and I really, we really enjoy that. Uh, we need a good rest at the moment so we haven't really made any, yeah. any plans or anything and um, we don't know what the classes will be for Tokyo as well mm -hmm. uh, with World Sailing, um, reviewing them in, in November. Yeah. So yeah, we're just actually enjoying, enjoying the moment, enjoying our four years <laughs> of the work that we put together and um, for sure we're going to have a few phone calls from, from Victor and uh, we'll <laughs> see, see, how we, yeah, see how we go. I mean, now if it was easy, everybody would do it, and, and I think that just shows the calibre of, of all three of you in that you've, um, you've, you've done so well in, in this situation. So congratulations from me, and I know everybody's yeah. so proud of you guys. Thank you. Thanks very Thanks. much. Well Thank done. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, of course, they did decide to go again. <laughs> I love watching that interview where they're not decided yet. Uh, very, very beautiful to see how much you respect each other as a team which is lovely. <laughs> <coughs> it was not actually my decision. It was the decision of my <laughs> wife. <laughs> I, was planning to, I was planning to stop after Rio and uh, said, no, okay. And uh, I, I'm, I'm always planning to stop. After each Olympic Games, I promised to my wife, said, mm. okay, this is last Olympic Games for me. And uh, when we're coming back, uh, I always said, oh, maybe one more, maybe one more, and uh, 
After Neo, she said to me, Victor, one more for you. You cannot stop with silver. Mm. You have to work one more Olympic Games to bring from Tokyo your real medal and uh, but you have to work a little bit more harder this time <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I said okay, okay well do I have a choice no if my wife said <laughs> to go I have to go because mm. you know my wife she's I was born in um, months of Leo and she's also Leo which is <laughs> This is very special. Do you know anecdote like some animals, they are playing cards and uh, <coughs> suddenly telephone call. Lion take a phone and say, oh, yes. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah, 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 yes. I will be home very, very soon. No, no, no problem. No problem. Boom. And all animals, they said, oh, lion, you are king of animals. And uh, we're playing cards and your wife call you and you, you are going home immediately. And he said, hey, listen, bull, who is your wife? She's cow. And my wife, she's lion. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife, she's lion. So yeah. that's why Off I said, go. yes, dear, I will do one more. <laughs> no, but you uh, guys, of course, we... of course, of course, the big decision was from Matthew Belcher because he is father of family of three mm. and uh, he has to spend a lot of time with his growing up kids mm. and he, he has also interesting business and uh, also it's very tough decision for William Ryan because he is very demanded person in all classes. Most of the boats he is racing, big boats, kill boats, uh, super catamarans and angels. He is all. He always bring the very special winning element, and they are the winners. Mm. And also, it's very difficult for him to hold his weight. You have seen how skinny he was in in the Rio in that to video be the winners. As well. He's still so Absolutely, oh so skinny. It's yeah. it's not easy for him, and also. For him, probably it's also like a time to get his uh, princess and to be married as well. Like, but both of them they made decision to do Tokyo, and uh, of course I cannot say no. And uh, as I said, I have to work hard. Yeah. One more well, cycle. Yeah. Going into your 21st year working with Matt Belcher, I think a lot of people have thought that you two would, would retire from Olympic sailing at the same time. But as you mentioned, Tatiana and also Matt Belcher's family and Will Ryan's family who are all there. I think it's a big shout out to oh, yeah. all of the support crews that keep us going when we work in sailing because they, um, they really are our backbones. And speaking of Tatiana... You may have celebrated a very big birthday this year. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, for those who don't oh, yes. know, the medal maker turned 70 this year. And it was not the best year to have a big birthday because... This month, so many people. actually. Indeed. 
just now. So there's a lot of people wishing you happy birthday online as well. And they're like, come on, don't forget to wish him a happy birthday. I'm like, oh, don't worry, that's coming. And um, you sent me this video, Victor, actually, which I'm going to share with everybody, if that's okay, which is a little segment from um, celebrating. <laughs> Big surprise from, from Tatiana, as usual. <laughs> Big surprise okay. from Tatiana is uh, a little bit from the 70th birthday. Here we go. <laughs> All socially distanced, of course. And I know so many more people. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, more people would have loved to have celebrated your 70th birthday with you, Victor. But happy birthday. And I know that thank you very so much. So many Nicole. people wishing you a happy birthday. Oh, you're very welcome. And um, and and all the best with the next, I guess, just less than a year now. So let's say eleven months. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hard hard work. Eleven months. Unfortunately, we are isolated now, and mm. we cannot race. And uh, he, at this stage, we cannot even train Matthew and Will in one boat, but we're still tough. We're still one team with all of you. We're still part of Australian Olympic sailing team, winning team, and we are Australians. We have to prove one more time how strong we are, not in the, only in the moments of competitions, but also in the moments of true, like big tests coming from life as well. And this is one from the biggest tests we ever had. And um, so we are still one team, yep. winning team, and uh, go ahead, yep. stay strong. This is. <laughs> This is special words we are listening now in Australia more and more. And this is not only for Victorians, this is for all of us. Stay strong and be one team. Exactly. And thank you so much, Victor, for all that you do to, uh, to provide us with inspiration so that we can stay strong, which is very lovely. And, and uh, I'll be following your journey, of course, towards Tokyo. And again, happy birthday from everybody. And... Our love to Tatiana and, and hopefully we'll see you again very soon, but it will be out on the water training <laughs> instead of in the Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. All right, everybody. Thank you. We have quite a number of great guests coming up in the next few weeks. I've promised Shirley Robertson that I'll catch up with her, Dee Kafari as well. So a few other fantastic sailor girls and they're both putting together campaigns, of course, to go to 2024 in the mixed keelboat class before 70 in 2024 will also be mixed i believe so that will present some interesting interesting things for victor's teams down the line and we'll see how that all eventuates but as victor said stay safe everybody and stay strong and we'll see you all next week goodbye <laughs>